0: Welcome back to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast. I'm your host, Jalen Bowden, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Today, we're continuing with this month's theme all about staying fresh, which is where we're learning how to develop an inner territory with God that effectively rules over all external circumstances. Part of the beauty of being human is the emotions that we were created to express. But how does God walk with us when negative emotions threaten to overwhelm and completely take charge? How are our emotions being made into His image, and what does that process even look like? Well, the antidote to negative feelings is not to banish emotion from our spiritual development, it's to discover the emotion of God that He wants us to experience instead. And hey, Today's clip comes directly from one of our mentoring series on BrilliantTV.com, which is our online community designed to help you learn how to apply the kingdom way of life to your everyday circumstances. Now, without further ado, let's jump in with Graham Cook.
1: I adore the reality of God's emotions because he's full of them. Take his unchanging, perfect love. Love is a wonderful emotion. You don't just explain that you love someone. You show them. You hug them or you share your heart with them. And when they smile, you can't help but smile too. God is a God of joy. And joy is a rich emotion. He smiles a lot. His eyes shine when he looks at us he knows who he is and he generously pulls us into the fullness of his joy in us and over us every word he speaks to us creates his joy in us john fifteen eleven. i love that verse peace is definitely an emotion that place of calm and untroubled rest Peace empowers the capacity to experience stillness, to take your raging anger, your boiling frustration, your frenzied thinking, and reduce it to a place of rest. To calm the storm is the essence of being peaceful. The Prince of Peace in you can do all of that in you and through you. Jesus had emotions. We know that he cried on many occasions. He felt happiness, grief, compassion, righteous anger, and unconditional love. Our process of maturity isn't just about upgrading our mindset and our perceptions. It includes God showing us his emotions so that we are transformed by what we encounter in him. I look at the fruit of the Spirit and I see the emotions of God, it's who he is. When you hear Jesus talk, it makes you feel good about yourself. There's an emotional response to feeling accepted in the beloved and to being loved with an everlasting love we're supposed to experience the joy of jesus as we celebrate our past victories in our living space or the passions of the holy spirit to guard our storage space from condemnation or the gentleness of the father as he creates us anew in Christ, in our workspace. Our hearts are healed by God's embrace after our prodigal moments, or his compassion when our hearts have been broken. Years ago, I remember praying to the Lord, I want to go into a really deep place with you. And then I lost my ministry. (laughs) I was a young man with a growing family and I was like a junior member of a ministry group that traveled around Europe there were some questionable practices that I began to ask about in the team and they had answers but none of them really rang true so after some time eventually I just asked if I could leave just fold my tent and move on. But after that, when I'd gone, when people would ask, where's Graham? They would answer, oh yeah, Graham. We love him. And there were some things we tried to talk with him about, but we were never able to come to an agreement. I mean, they said more, but that was the essence of it. We tried to talk with him, but we could never agree with him. Here's the thing they never told a lie, but they didn't tell the truth either, which means my phone stopped ringing with ministry invitations. And eventually, money ran out. The only job I could get at that time was working in a graveyard digging graves in inaccessible places. So I liked it because, you know, it was a job with grave responsibilities, working with a skeleton snaff in a, you know, the dead part of town. What's not to like? I know, I know all the jokes. <laughs> and because the graves were inaccessible, you know, I, I was given a ladder, a spade and a bucket. And all day long, I would climb down, fill the bucket, climb up, empty it out, usually with my hand because there was a high water table, which means the ground was really wet clay and it stuck to everything. (laughs) Wonderful job. (laughs) One day I'm digging a family grave, right? And it means going down about 16 feet. So some of the guys decided it would be great fun to steal my ladder while I was in the grave. And then they split and went to different rest areas and opposite ends of the cemetery. Each group thought the other would bring the ladder back and neither of them did. So I'm in this grave for eight hours. It's cold, it's raining, I'm covered head to foot in clay and I have no way out. No one can hear me. No one knows where I am. And the only thing I could do was worship the Lord, standing in a foot of cold water with the rain pouring down. You know, it felt like to the world, I was just this forgotten man. But God was with me in that grave. And that experience was one of the best gifts he ever gave me. I learned that God won't let go of you because things are not working. He won't walk away from you when it's hard and you're not getting it yet. There's no pride left when you're standing in a grave. And that was freedom for me. I was being freed from the fear of man, from the fear of being wrong, or like in the ministry team, I was told to go along to get along. And I hate that mindset. Here's the thing, there's no 60-40 split in righteousness if you want to be trusted by God. My choice hadn't been about doing the right thing on that ministry team. It was about doing the only thing in the nature of God. And it had led me to this place, this pit, this grave. But the opportunity to worship God from there and feel his acceptance of me, feel his love and his kindness in that pit, it changed me. My circumstances didn't magically change. Oh, the boys eventually figured out what happened and they came with the ladder and a big laugh. we, We thought the other guys had pulled you out. and Anyway, whatever. At the end of that experience, I was still a grave digger, trying to make ends meet for my family. But God saw me and he smiled at me. When no one else wanted to know me, he did. Years later, God gave me an epiphany of that time through a song of the Lord, which you all know because you've heard it on BTV. I Will Always Love You by my friend, Joe King. There's a verse that says, when all around you seems in darkness, when you have plumbed right to the depths, No pit is so deep, I'm not deeper still. I will always love you. I'll always love you. I will always love you. Yes, I will. I always will. The depth of his love was making me deeper than any negative experience in life could bring me to. Then one day, you realize that he's done a work so deep that you can't end up in a pit anymore. You can't find your way back to those low places. Maybe you'll get in a rut, but not a pit. God understands emotions because he created you with them. So in your difficulty, he's not afraid of your feelings. The antidote to negative feelings is not to banish emotion from our spiritual development. It's to discover the emotion of God that he wants us to experience and give us instead. For every negative emotion we have, there is a living powerful emotion in his heart that he wants to share with us he will pour himself out on you until you become so captivated by the beauty of it that you lose any attachment to cynicism frustration worry fear hostility or victim thinking Isn't it funny how attached some people get to their negativity? I was on tour a while back and an old friend of mine came up to me, someone I hadn't seen in about 20 years. And as he and I were catching up, I realized his language hadn't changed in two decades. He was seeing and thinking about his life through a lens of negativity and anxiety with so many things that he was worried or concerned about so when there was a pause i asked him so jesus is the prince of peace right and he lives in you and yet it seems that you're more compellingly attracted to anxiety and fear than you are to the peace of god so what's that about and he stopped and looked at me and he responded uh i never heard it put that way before i never even thought about that which opened the door to a really good conversation so what is it about negativity that is so irresistible That someone would want to keep it close to them every day of their lives just ask it so the first part of this development process is losing our attachment to our negativity come on has all the anxiety or anger or defensiveness become a joyful or peaceful way to live Why would anyone hang on to that i know because it's familiar it's become a pattern and a habit and if that's you then there is a fresh encounter with the exact opposite of that negative there's an emotion of god that he wants to share with you instead thing is we know that emotions are filters When our feelings are aligned with his our sensitivity to his ways really grows on the flip side negative emotions can alter how we hear people and the Lord they can impose a negative tone or meaning when it's not even present When you're with people who are responding to you positively, your heart opens and you hear the care, the kindness, and the gentleness in what they're saying. But when a person speaking to you doesn't seem to care about you, it's hard to remain open-hearted. What am I saying? People self-protect their emotions to avoid getting hurt then they do really unhelpful things like determining ahead of them well if she says this then i'm going to say that (laughs) this is where your own relationship with the lord and knowing his emotions is essential for that moment when you've encountered his love his kindness his joy you're able to practice staying in the safe place of what he feels about you, even when others don't. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. Proverbs 18.10 The Passion Translation says, The character of God is a tower of strength, for the lovers of God delight to run into his heart and be exalted on high. (laughs) The true nature of how God feels about you is your unchanging place of refuge, where you can be free from the tyranny of negative emotions that define your reality and your identity.
0: Hey friends, today's quick community message comes from Kim. Let's take a listen
1: my name is Kim. I came across this podcast totally unexpectedly and what a blessing it has been in my life and to those that I have shared it with. I just wanted to say thank you for sharing the Word of God so powerfully and so encouragingly and I pray the Lord would just continue to bless you as you sow into people's lives. One day you will know how many lives you have touched and I am grateful that I have been able to be one of them.